Welcome to the Dads Unplugged podcast, episode number nine, number eight, episode number eight. And we are excited to have our first international guest uh, from Canada, Carrie Kish. Um, my name is Nelson Osorio. I am the co-host and I'm here with my buddy, Sean Pace, co-host as well. Hello, everyone. Welcome. We're super pumped and excited um, to now cross into the border the only way we can right now during a pandemic, and that is to go virtual with our buddy Carrie up there. Just a quick introduction to, to who Carrie is. Carrie is a coach focused on getting clients unstuck and into their greatness. He takes their setbacks and makes them as springboards into kick-ass comebacks. Carrie is also a proud father of three, also a health professional, drives me nuts in the stuff I see myself struggle with that he does great with Carrie. Thank you so much. Welcome to the show. Uh, thank you for the great welcome. I appreciate it. I'm excited to, to be a part of the momentum here. So thanks for having me. Bringing a little bit of the heat from up north down south, I guess. Eh? If that's what you want to call it. Carrie, <laughs> uh, a little bit of heat from up north. That sort mm -hmm. of makes sense. What's the weather like in Canada around this time, around April? You know, it, and welcome to the weather where, where I'm from in Alberta. But I mean, it goes like like three days ago, it was like three Celsius and snowing. And, you know, and then now it's like this afternoon is supposed to be 20 Celsius and I'm heading golfing. So welcome <laughs> to spring in Canada. It sounds a lot like here in Denver. We had about the same. We just got a snowstorm just a couple of days ago. But last week I was driving around with the top off my Jeep and getting a sunburn <laughs> on my face. So. <laughs> Oh man. So, so Carrie, um, kids, how many kids do you have? What's, what's their situation? Just so we can get an idea of, of your, of your parenting dad situation. Yeah. Well, I, my kids, I have three kids that are awesome and truly my wife, right? That's, that's, that's what I, that's what I call them. And then my, so I have three, I have a daughter who is 17 going on 33, you know, and, uh, and then I have, and her name's Jelena. I have, uh, two boys, my uh, one is 15, Roman, and my youngest is Carver. He's 10. And so, yeah, and I'm a single dad. I get uh, I get my kids every every other week. And and it's uh, such a blessing in, in the sense that that I'm able to really kind of dial into career and, and personal stuff, you know, and getting stuff done on the weeks when they're with their mom. And then when they're with me, I can dial in and uh, just jump in 100% and be so present and, and be a lot more active and everything. So that's the that's the dadding situation in my world. So what I hear you saying is I should get divorced so I can have a week to do work for the no. business. No. no, no, I would not. I would not Sorry. recommend that to you know what I mean. Takes so, me yeah. a, takes me a second to understand. Yeah, we go from one episode of of Nelson talking about maybe having another child to now he's like more free time. We're like. Stop, Mrs. Osorio. I promise this is not a therapy session for Nelson. So Sorry. let's go back to Carrie. Sorry, please. Carrie. I misunderstood you. <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah, no, and you, I get you were it. very no, clear. It. You were very clear in what you were explaining. I just have trouble <laughs> understanding stuff. Um, you know, but but that's it's very cool that you have so you have a daughter, two sons. How, I guess how was that? Just I have a 10-year-old son only, so I don't and I know Sean, you have a daughter as well. How is it raising a daughter as it like what? What what does that in, like look like for you? Uh, let me interrupt real quick, Nelson. I have a son and a daughter. Let's correct you again. Well, I, so, I didn't say you don't have a son. I said you also have a daughter. Okay. All right, Harry, please help <laughs> Nelson kidding. and take it away. <laughs> yeah, no, no. Ra ra raising a daughter has been, has been an absolute gift, right? Just in understanding, you know what? Because I I grew up with two brothers, an older brother and a younger brother, middle child, right? So so I never really understood 
you know, what that's all about. Right. And so, yeah, it's been a real eye opener and from an understanding, from a patient standpoint, from just, you know, and learning, you know, a lot that my daughter's been able to share with me along the way. It's like, dad, you know, uh, I'm okay with that or no girls don't don't girls don't need that it's not like, it's like that's not exciting for us like I know you want to go do this with the boys but that's not really something I'm looking forward to so why don't we just go to Starbucks later on you know and stuff like that so yeah it's been it's been absolutely amazing and she I learned just as much from her that, than I learned from probably anyone else in the world so grateful for that now how long um you're you're a coach which we introduced you with how long have you been a coach and has it always been something you wanted to do or was there a moment as you have been a dad that you realize, you know what, if I can be a coach to help other people, I can take some of these traits that I'll learn as well doing this as well as into, into being a parent. Sean diving into the trick questions right away here. No. So, so been a coach, like, so I've always coached my kids in athletics and sports with like, you know, welcome to Canada, hockey, lacrosse and all the rest of it. Right. So in teaching that, so I've always been there and, and, and it's always been a passion of mine to not only be involved with what my kids are doing, but contribute to it. So many people sit on the sidelines and they're like, oh, wow, why are they not doing this? Why are they doing this? And I'm like, well, if I'm going to be there and I'm going to, you know, instead of being Mr. You know, critique, roll your sleeves up and get in on the action, right? Put to, put your money where your mouth is. So getting in on the action and, and coaching has always been there. And it's just that those little sparks of seeing kids do things that they didn't think they were able to do. So whether that's throwing, you know, shooting or whatever, right? Like, you know, the, I, I've made the analogy of the first time, like there, there was, we were teaching how to raise the hockey puck off the ice and a kid can't do it, kid can't do it. And then the first time, like, you know, it's a thing that you point out where it's just like, oh, move your hand a little bit up your stick or shift your weight a little bit or whatever. And then they see it come off the ice for that first time. They're like, wow, like I can do this. And then just, and it's, and, and, and knowing that it was just something that was in a blind spot that you pointed out that they were able to take and realize that they had all of the skills inside of them. They just couldn't see it. And so as a coach, you know, from sports with my kids, that was always something that I just loved about it. And then taking courses on coaching, I was like, you know, nonstop learning with course after course after course with lacrosse and hockey and all the rest of them and, and soccer and all the rest of the things I coach going up. And so, and then applying that when it comes to being a coach today in supporting, you know, men and women in, in their journeys and, and, and where a lot of what you said in the intro with turning setbacks and using them as springboards into comebacks where I went through separation and divorce and just knowing what I was looking for in those times and couldn't necessarily find, right. And couldn't, you know, and then I searched and then, and I mean, the first time, uh, just like everyone, right. You hit, you hit Google, you hit the internet, you're searching for things and there's all kinds of information out there, but some of the information that's out there isn't, isn't really that great to follow and, and mm -hmm. learn. Mm -hmm. And so having the clarity, at least to kind of, and, you know, and knowing in my circle, having people that, that supported me in different directions and what we we're doing. And I was able to kind of navigate that, but that period of what I call the storm was, was longer than I felt it needed to be. And mm -hmm. so that's my mission, you know, as a coach is saying, Hey, like I've always had a passion for supporting people and, and helping point things out in their blind spots and seeing people succeed. So why don't I take that struggle, the things that I searched for, couldn't find and start creating resources and be that voice, be that person that people can talk to and get that support from to exponentially shrink that time in the storm so you can move forward and start kicking ass and taking names in the rest of the or in the rest of your life so that's that's kind of the the pivot point for me in in going through in the coaching field wow that's um when you mentioned coaching i had went to your website before 
can you elaborate a little bit on the before and after picture? You're, I, I was going through it and I was just like, you know, you see those in ads all the time where somebody's overweight and then you see an after picture where they're shredded, lean, and you have you have done that for yourself. Can you just share a little bit about that? I guess the process mentally, physically, what you went through through that time frame. I know everyone who's listening is probably like, oh my God, let me go to the website. But can you share a little bit about that? Before anyone goes to the website, Nelson, I feel there's a disclaimer that some things that you see, you can't unsee. All right. That, that <laughs> picture is not good. So, but, but yeah, I mean, and, and so in, in that journey, there, there's a great dad story behind that that I'll share with you and I'll, and I'll condense it. But uh, I remember when my daughter, it was either when she was like four or five, like really young. And, and I had always, you know, it, it just, just like many dads too, right? We get in that place where it's comfortable. And I was always athletic, you know, and growing up like with football and different sports and stuff like that. And, and then I was, you know, you, you, you get to those points and I'm sure many dads can, can associate where you look in the mirror and it's like, you know, even though I've got a few extra on me with the right lighting, like I still got it right. I could get there. Right. You know, and you kind of was like my point. inner dialogue. Yeah. And so, and so, and, and, you know, it's still comfortable, you know, it's like, okay, well, it's not optimally where I want to be, but I'm okay with where I am. And that, and that's, and that's so, I mean, I won't even go into the deep end of where that goes, but, but so my daughter had a birthday party to go to, and it was on a Saturday. And I'm like, yeah, I can take her, right? You know, at that time we're married, and it was like, yeah, we got a birthday party on Saturday. I'll take her away. We go, and then Friday, I remember at that point, um, my wife at that point telling me, oh, and by the way, you've got to be at the pool by this time, and then you know they're doing this and this and everything else. And I see, I see Sean's reaction right there, and that was my reaction at the same time. I'm like, pool? Who said anything about a pool? Like, I mean, <laughs> like, I'm like, there's no chance I'm peeling this off and going into a pool right now. Like no chance. And, and it, and so, and that, and so, and this is where it was, that was a moment for me where I said to myself, I was like, I can't do it. Like, I'm not doing this. Right. You know? And it's, and so I, I, you know, as like, you know, as they say, you fake a fake an injury. It was like, I said, Hey, you know what? Cause I've, I have a few businesses that I, that I run different businesses I'm involved in. I said, look, these people are coming into town. They need to meet and it's the only time they can meet me is tomorrow at that time. So I can't go to the birthday party. <laughs> And, and, and I feel like this is one of those moments where I, you know, I'm, I'm, you know, guilty, ashamed, whatever of it, but, but it was a big turning point for me. So again, I went to my office that day and sat there by myself and I was like, and that was a moment for me where I said, Carrie, you're missing out on opportunities with your family now because you couldn't put down whatever the food or you couldn't make a decision of discipline and self-control to not eat that or to not do this and you're too lazy to go do something about it how many more mm -hmm. moments are you going to go and miss out on opportunities with your kids because of that and so that was the thing for me where it's like enough right so and and i'm going to do something about it and i'm not going to miss out on opportunities with my kids so in taking it to an extreme level yeah i was i was like 256 to you know i'm and i'm five five nine and a half five ten on a good hair day if we get that right now <laughs> but in in moving through that like so at 260 you know you're 256 you're right in there at five nine and a half like that's 
that's not all muscle, right? You know, so, so in diving down and I went to, and peeled down and yeah, and I ended up doing shows on and off for five years, six years and ended up, I, I actually got my pro card in natural bodybuilding at one point and that was kind of a goal. And then, yeah, so I don't, I don't look like the after picture right now. Like it's, there's a happy medium between that. I just want to make sure that I clarify that. So yeah, that's what kind of sparked that. Does that answer? That was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Is that been a motivation for you since then is to, is to be able to show as an example to your kids to to be as as healthy as you can within moderation, right? I mean, there's an extreme for both sides. And I think Absolutely. there's an extreme in parenting too. But if we can, I try and do moderation and, and as the best I can and learn from other dads to do it even, even better. So is that something you took from as you transformed yourself? You're like, hey, if I can show my kids we can be healthy, you don't have to be, you know, the the super fit model athlete that i know nelson is and you don't have to be the other side where facts i am right now um so we can try and find the medium yeah i love i love you bring that up sean because that was actually something in further down the road so as my daughter you know say five six years later i remember going grocery shopping and my daughter was with me at one point and we're picking things out for lunches and i was okay pick whatever you'd like and because i don't know what you guys like what you don't like so what are some new things and so we're shopping and I think she was probably around 10 at that point, 10 or 11. And, and she reached on the shelf. She goes, oh, I love these things. Like they have, like my friends have these at lunch. And she looks at it, automatically flips it over mm -hmm. and hands it to me and says, dad, but how many calories are in this? Wow. And as a, as a dad on the other extreme of that saying, okay, I'm now at a point where I'm going to possibly be promoting, you know, body image stuff and putting issues in my daughters and my sons that they, they don't need to haul that around because it is, you mentioned Sean, it is about balance and that is so important. So that's, and that was a big realization for me. It's like, I don't like a 10 year old does not need to be worrying about calories on things. Right. They just need to know that it's about balance. So I'm glad you brought that up. So that was a kind of a big lesson on the other end of the extreme as well. So you know what's interesting is you have you have done exactly what parents really should do is lead by example and you showed when you weren't satisfied with something you took action you went to the extreme but then realized let me dial that back so you're i mean you're modeling for them physically you know what what they can actually do as adults moving forward and i mean you mentioned from 10 to 17 you know, that's, it's pretty awesome that you were able to just show that and send them back to your website every chance you can. Hey kids, check me out at my <laughs> fittest, you know, no excuse, no yeah. excuses. <laughs> yeah. Well, I like, I like the fact, I mean, and, and I like you mentioned that like being able to kind of walk the walk and that's something that even with what I've learned in, in the past five years through, you know, with, with mindset and, and just, you know, that possibilities and the stories we tell ourselves and everything is being able to now do the same thing that I did physically how many years ago and be able to do that now from a mindset and perspective and, and be able to teach them those things and plant those seeds and, you know, and give them the tools that they have at that age moving forward. That that's truly been a gift for me to be able to give to my kids as a part of it. Wow. So as you know, I wanted to touch on this just one little bit more as there are some other dads that are probably feeling the same thing, you know, with summertime coming up, I think it creeps into all of our heads if we're just going to be going to be honest here. And <laughs> oh, as, yeah. as a dad is trying to find, you know, for those of us that had 
that did and still do give so much of our time to our kids and then our work and partners, spouses, you know, we want to find the time to be the healthiest for us. What's a tip or two that you wouldn't mind sharing um, for another dad that's looking at, Hey, I want to, I want to make this change. I want to be a little bit healthier um, for my kids. What would you tell them if they're asking you that question right now? Yeah, great question. And and right off the bat, like I'm not a uh, like a personal trainer, health and fitness coach and stuff like where that because there's information out there all over the place. And 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 I think that's what kind of makes it overwhelming is that so many, so many dads in that place, it's like, well, where am I going to find the time to do this? Where am I going to find the time? To do and they think that we need to make these giant, massive changes or moves. It, it doesn't have to be like that. Because as well as for ourselves, we get frustrated when it's like, I'm going to go to the gym. We set goals. I'm going to go to the gym five times a week. I'm going to do this. I'm not going to eat any bad food. I'm not going to do this. And then the minute you do it, it's like, well, now I'm off the rails and it's binge fest until next Monday when I start again. So, so I, you know, so I think it's not about making these massive changes, but it's about stacking up the little victories along the way. Right. And in making those changes. And that's where, as we set examples for our kids is, and that's where progress, that's where the magic happens. It's like, you know, even though I used to go, whatever, I don't know. I'm, I used to go get fast food five times a week. I'm going to go three times this week. That's a win, right? I'm going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to show my kids that, you know, I'm going to make some changes. I'm going to go for a walk one day a week. That's a win. You don't have to run marathons every day, right? As soon as you make, you know, that little change. And that's where, when you start seeing that and you start stacking those little wins up again, walking the walk and leading by example, hmm. when your kids see that, they'll, they'll notice they comment. And that's for me was a big part of it. Not that you need that validation from outside, because if you're doing those things, and that's one of my favorite quotes is when you pursue excellence, excellence pursues you. So if you're moving towards excellence, you don't have to be excellent, but if you're making a move towards that, you can't avoid the results coming back into your life. And when you're, so you're doing that for yourself, but when you start doing that and your kids notice that little comment, like you, we all know when you, if you've ever, dropped some weight or made a change in life and people are like, Hey, I really like you look great. Or I see you're doing this or I see you're doing this now. And you've been working on that grinding at it for months and months, sometimes years ahead of that time. But they finally noticed that's like a yes. Like, and it's just that much more boost to kind of keep going. So from a tip, you know, from a dad to a dad mm -hmm. doesn't have to be massive, but it has to be a move towards where you want to be. And as soon as you do that, that's where the magic happens. Oh, I love that. You know, I daily, I'm like, this is the last time I'm going to eat junk food. Every day I say that. <laughs> it's like, this is, the, and then tomorrow I have to say it again. I'm not sure what I'm doing wrong, but, but I make the decision daily. I, I do. But Nelson, think about that, that specific example. What if you give yourself permission to say it's okay to eat junk food, just not as much. And now you're not talking negative to yourself and, and, you know, kicking the crap out of yourself every time you do it. And then you, you know, and self, you know, self deprecating in that thing, mm -hmm. but saying it's okay. Cause I enjoy junk food and that's okay to have a little bit of whatever chips, a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I'm just not going to eat four bags because I'm feeling guilty and hammered on myself. So that's like just those little, that's those little so true. Chips, right? You know, that, and that, that is, that is real good that you kind of reiterate that it's just small increments. And just giving yourself that permission to go ahead and do that. It's big because you're absolutely right. Like when my son's 10 now, but when he was born, we picked up every Parrington book out there and you read through some of that. And well, this, so 10 years ago, but now on social media, you can just go on Instagram or Twitter and see what other parents are posting. And it's overwhelming 
when a parent will post, well, my kid goes to sleep, you know, extremely early at 7, 7 p.m. And then they wake up at 8 a.m. And then you start going, how did they get their kid to sleep 15 hours? And all these really unrealistic expectations, which can translate to your kid, can translate to your health, it can translate to finances, to kind of anything. And when you start kind of comparing it, it is overwhelming. Um, but you're right. It's it's more of a intentionality to just decrease bad habits and increase good habits. So it, it's wonderful that you say that. Awesome. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah. Thanks. Well, that's the problem with I think with social media, and I and I apply what you say and what you put out there. You're real. It's real. It's real. We'll just put it that way. And it's something that someone anyone can use, and they can pick it up and start doing it. You know, you you talk about taking those small steps, and it's the compounding action together is where you'll get to your goal. You know, I don't, I don't care if you want to lose 20 pounds next week, that's not going to happen. But if you want to just be a little bit healthier and just think where you'll be in a year, if you take one more step forward that you didn't take yesterday. Yeah. And being, being proud, like there's no one in this world that's at the finish line, right? In anything, finances, fitness, like relationships, anything, no one is at the finish line. And if they tell you they're at the finish line, then you know that they're lying and you should probably set some boundaries with that person. But I, <laughs> but I think, and that's what it is, is we're all evolving. I'm a, I'm a student of life. Like I learn every day. We're going to, we're going to screw up. We're going to make, you know, we're, we're, we don't have all the answers and it's okay to be in that place because that's where in owning that, that's where you take that power back to make those changes that you're looking for. So I think that's massive, Sean. I love that you shared that. Yeah. I, I well, I appreciate that. It's just uh little bits I learned from people we talked to on here and stuff I've heard from you speak in other, in other rooms that we've talked about when, as you're a, as you have a coaching business and you help lead other people, we've kind of talked to a couple other dads about this. I just inquire is you're a leader who leads you. Who's your, who's your mentor? Who's your coach that you then learn from? Because as I found out in the last year, if I have those people in my life, they're pushing me and bringing me up to where they are. And so everyone has, has someone, I believe if they're excellent at what they do. Oh, that's so good. I mean, and, and it brings me right back to the, quote that or the the quote that everyone you hear there's that you become like the five people you hang out with and and choosing your circle and things like that and and a lot of times in that searching period i was like especially in going through separation and divorce i was like okay i need people that have walked the path that i've walked not mm -hmm. to, i mean i was so grateful that i had so many people in my life that loved me supported me parents siblings friends everything and they're like we can talk anytime we can do this but they didn't I felt that they don't know where I'm at right now. And I didn't, and, and so searching that out and I, I struggled that I couldn't find someone in my circle, in my direct vicinity, in my city, in my tribe, whatever you want to call it, that, that I trusted and that I wanted to disclose feelings and have those conversations with and everything in there. So, so reaching out, I think, from a mentor standpoint, I searched out people that had been through separation and divorce and were successful after that. And it was amazing to me how many people that I had found that that were that I never even knew walked that path. I mean, things like that have great messages like Tony Robbins, um, Steve Harvey, like all these people that that had been, I didn't even know they were divorced, but they were divorced and they came back and they came back and, and, and that provided hope for me. So when we talk about building our circle and who are our mentors, for me specifically, because of the path that I had walked, I searched those people out specifically. So there's a number, I mean, those are a couple of names there, but there's so many people that have gone through adversity and challenges and going through divorce. You you had mentioned a special guest that you have coming up. I won't say anything about it, but I mean, same thing there, right? Like the people that have gone through that 
and they're successful after it. Those are my mentors. And, and when I say you, who you spend the most time with, you don't actually have, you need to sit down and have coffee with them. But listening to messages, books, podcasts through that, that is truly an influence. What, what you bring in through your ears and your eyes influences your mind and that influences your heart. And what's on your heart is the rudder that steers the direction of your life. And I think that that's where, so who are my mentors? There's I could I could sit here for the next four hours and give you lists of people, man. But those are a few. Well, you don't have time for that. You have to go golfing. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. You know, honestly, um, some of the things you're mentioning about the mentors is you have to you do have to be intentional about finding if they're not already in your life. Mm -hmm. You you should as a dad, and I mean, a big po point of this podcast was to bring so many dads that are having success in different aspects of their life and that are, that have failed because const, I mean, you know, you mentioned several things about the coaching. I'm sure you had to have failed in order to be able to put yourself in the position to relate to your clients in order to be successful. And that's something that even with my son, when, when he perceives failure, I'm just like, it's a stepping stone. That's really all it is for you to build up on. And, and you're right. Having mentors, I think is, it's a big thing for dads, not just, you know, saying, well, I'm going to wing it or which we constantly, I feel like we are constantly winging it as, as parents. Um, but having people to, to look to, like you mentioned that have done it, have been through it and are having the success you want as that parent, it's, it's, it's definitely a really good starting point. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that Nelson, because it is about acknowledging that and, 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 and in seeing the gift in adversity or what we see, first of all, as failure, or the worst thing that could ever happen to us or the worst days of our lives and reframing that. I mean, it's not, and it's not easy to see that when you're in the storm, right? Mm -hmm. That's the last thing. Like if one more person tells me that time heals everything, I'm going to slap them. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, and so coming back to that, like, I felt like I, okay, I've got this giant badge on my head now that says divorce, failure. No one's going to talk to you or this. Like, what do my kids think of me? And then you'll run the stories of yourself. I'm not good enough. Not a good enough dad. I didn't do this. I didn't do this. Mm -hmm. But truly in, in, in embracing that and really diving deep and doing the work on that and finding that it is, it was a gift for me because I'm 10 times the man I am today. I am a hundred times the father. And I wasn't a crappy dad before. Like I would, you know, I was involved in coaching and all this, you know, and involved with my kids and everything. But knowing now, like there were days when my kids would come home from school and they'd say, and I would be, I'd get home from work and they'd be like, dad, let's go out in the driveway and take some, take some shots or, you know what, and do something. And I'd be like, I'm bushed today, man. Like let's, let's do it tomorrow. And in realizing now that, and so, and even for dads, whether you're married, whether it's separated, divorced, whatever that is, I look back now at those moments that I passed up on because I thought they would always be there tomorrow. And now in going through divorce and knowing I get my kids 50% of the time. So I want to be so engaged in and take advantage of every opportunity to do things with them. But it, in looking back, it's like, how many of those things did I pass up on that I that I could have done. So now if my kids are like, let's go play catch, let's go do this, let's go do this. I'm in like, no question. Right. Because our kids are only that age for so long. And so, and, if, and that's where, again, with a 17 year old and 15 year old, I would love to think that my daughter wants to hang out with me 24 seven, but she doesn't. And that's okay. I get that. But that's where, you know, all of those moments maybe were, you know, I could have spent more time good on this. So instead of feeling guilty and, and ashamed about it, it's like, okay, build on it now and be present when they do want to hang out. I'm there hundred percent and in supporting other dads that maybe, you know, are in that place where I used to be, where you're comfortable or whatever. And just realizing that maybe I don't really have to spend that extra 15 minutes on work tonight. 
and mm -hmm. I, I can, you know, play a game or I can just sit and listen or I can color for a bit, whatever that is. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah you, you really touched, mm -hmm. I mean, hit a source, a sore and a soft spot with me. It's, it's that I, I did the same thing. I was coach for this. I was at practice for that and on the league or board or, you know, volunteer. And I thought it was, I thought it was what I should be doing and, and believe it was, but still there was those times when, yeah, my son and my daughter want to go do something. Um, I was too tired or I had to go, you know, put this extra time in at work or travel again for this other job that I was doing. And, and it's, um, it's hard having a, my son who's graduating high school next month and, um, and my daughter who's just a year behind and, and realizing times, times up. And it, um, makes me sad that I, uh, I know they're starting to develop their own lives and as they, um, make their changes and try to put their own imprint and what they believe they want to do on the world. Um, I know I'm, I'm just now, uh, uh, an observer. I'm in the stands and I'm no longer participating all the time. Like I used to be and, and hope I get that extra time as they grow older to still be part of their life. But there, there's a gift in that. And because I know with what you said, that resonates so much with me. And there's probably so many dads that will listen, that'll listen to this podcast, is that it's never too late. You get the message exactly when you need it. Right. So, so, and even today, right, this morning, as I'm having coffee on my own, I sent my kids, uh, well, my older two communicate via Snapchat, which is like, it's a mystery to me, but I'm, they're the only two that I have. But if I, you know, if I send text messages, they're like, who sends text messages, dad? Right. So, so I sent him a Snapchat and it just said, Hey, just wanted to remind you, I believe in you. I, tr uh, I love you and I support you with whatever you do and, you know, have an awesome day. And I send that to my kids this morning because they're not with me, but it just lets them know that whatever it is, I got your back. And I'm here. And that's that opportunity to be there for them. And when they know that that door is always open, yeah, it may not be that we're with them 24 seven, but they know you're always, you always got their back 24 seven. And that when they do need you, you can reach out and that sending that message or let them, them, them knowing that at this point is so valuable. So it's never too late. If you think that you've missed out on years and years, and years, well, maybe, maybe we have to an extent. But the gift in that is that you can show up today. And that's like a message to dads that listen to this right now. It's never too late. That's a wonderful message, you know, and sometimes you need to hear that from from another dad. That's great that you bring that up. Uh, we do have a question that that we typically ask every dad. Um, what do you want your legacy to be? Oh, love it. I want, I want my, as a dad, I want my legacy to be where, where my kids, when someone or someone asks my kids, who was your dad or what was your dad all about? Right. You're, that, that they know that their first thought is if I'm a parent one day and when I grow up or I'm in that spot, I want to be like my dad was for me that I was someone they were proud of, someone they respected, someone that they they saw value in what I did and when I did it, and that they learned from that that made them better in their lives. And they want to pass those life lessons and experiences along to their kids. Mm. That is the legacy that I want to leave with my kids. I, I don't know what it is about when you and I have conversations and we talk about having you on today. It's definitely, I mean, I'll be, I'll be honest and, and vulnerable. I mean, it's brought some tears to my eyes and, and what you've said has really resonated and and to know that I'm not the only dad that is going through or has been through some of the stuff that as a divorced dad is mm -hmm. as I have and and it's it's comforting it is and I'm I'm grateful that I met you and we're very grateful for your time and um, before we get to a little bit more of the lighter hearted part of our show 
um, I just want you to know that Carrie and, and thank you and keep, keep sharing your message um, on the different social platforms and the way you do it and keep your coaching going. So people can benefit from your wisdom and, and not feel um, so isolated at times, especially during, during the pandemic the last year. Thank you, Sean. I acknowledge that. I received that with a, with a warm heart. Like, thank you. I, I appreciate that. Now I know Nelson's shaking his head a little bit. I know that's that a lot. And we, all right, so let's get to the lighter parted Sean, just of our be, show. Just be clear. Yeah. That is the exact point of having such diverse group of people on a podcast like this, yeah. that, that it does, it should hit somebody in the gut nice and hard. Like, wow, I'm not, I'm not alone in this journey. Um, Cause it happens at, I think at every stage, not just in parenting at every stage in our lives, we're kind of just like looking to connect with someone that's gone through something similar or, or is going through something at the same exact time so we can feel comfort. So, so Carrie, you have been, yeah, you have been a, a great guest. Um, and, and I know Sean, sorry to cut you off. You were going to ask him. Yeah. I, okay. Lighthearted question. No more. Well, I appreciate, no I appreciate bringing that in Nelson and, and for, you know, for you guys as well, like forever with whatever dads are listening to this, that if, if you, if you do feel like you're alone at any point in time, reach out to Nelson, reach out to Sean, reach out to me. You're never alone. Right. Yeah. And then I appreciate being a guest on episode 8.5. <laughs> it was like nine or eight. I wasn't sure what you're thinking about. That was, so. I'm not sure what's happening. Uh, right just to remind <laughs> all of our listeners and viewers, uh, we don't edit. So in, enjoy, uh, right, man, that's, yeah, our, yeah. that's our love to, I love to you. <laughs> uh, all right, Carrie. So hard question here. What's your best dad, dad joke or dad's story that you would like to share? Oh, well, I have, I have all kinds of dad stories, but I, and it's funny you, you mentioned dad jokes. Cause I do send my kids little groaners just, just, you know, whatever. Right. Cause you know, I love, I love when they're like, you know, and I get replies back from them that says dad stop or dad. No, like, you know, so, so, and, and so this one, I, I'll get this one for you. So, uh, we we're coming back, we are coming back from the grocery store and we we're going to load things in to the fridge. Right. And putting things stacking things on the cupboards and it's like man there's there's no room in the fridge like where am i gonna put this stuff and so there's this half birthday cake or not half birthday cake but this giant piece of cake in the in the fridge and i'm so i'm starting to take stuff out and i'm like all right we gotta get rid of some of this stuff like it's we gotta make room for the rest of this stuff and so and my daughter says well you can't let that go to waste like and i'm like okay well she goes i'll just eat it right it was a big you know big piece of cake it wasn't i said half cake it wasn't half a cake but so it's a big piece of cake and and i'm like well no matter what you do it's going to go to waste and she's well no it won't she's like i'm going to prove to you so she sits down and starts tying into this cake this big piece of cake right i'm like whatever so i'm rearranging the fridge and and because with the boys they were like you know i don't know how we're going to fit all this in and everything else so while we're working this out the boys take off and my daughter finishes the cake and she goes hey guess what dad I finished, I finished the cake. You said, you said that no matter what I did, it was going to go to waste. I, I said, no, I said, no matter what you do, it's going to go to your waste. <laughs> right. As I said. And so at that moment, you know, that's a groaner, but there's part, there's a, there's a, there's a second wave. Hang on. Cause then my son comes in, right. My son comes in and he sees all the groceries that are finally in the, in the fridge. And he's like, Holy smokes, dad. Like, that's amazing. How did you get all that stuff in the fridge? And I looked at him and I said, Hey, Rome, it was a piece of cake. 
<laughs> awfully good. Awful, awful, awful. I think good. <laughs> That's. I'm sure your kids are going to remember stories like that as they get older. <laughs> Have their own kids and, and get to share those small moments. And those are the moments that we kind of just remember. They're, they're just moments in our memories that are just enjoyable. I do have I do have a question that that we typically ask every dad. The question changes, but it's a would you rather question. Um, my son, again, favorite favorite thing to do when we're in the car. So only thing is honest answer. You got to give a little bit of an explanation as to why you choose your answer. Oh, there's accountability to the answers. Oh, no. and, and Sean knows right. this question because we we had a little trouble yesterday. We couldn't come up with our own. So, Carrie, you go first. Sean, feel free afterwards uh, to share. So, would you rather swim 300 meters through shit or dead bodies? Shit, hundred percent. I'm not a fan of hanging out with corpses. You can wash. You can wash it off. Oh. I'm not hanging out with a bunch of corpses. <laughs> oh. I mean, I still, I still don't know where Nelson gets these from. <laughs> oh, you know, swimming. It's not like you're swimming through water. It's it's like some stinky pudding you're getting through. Yeah. It's not going to be easy. You're going with, okay. Because okay. you wash it off and you move on, right? Who knows what's clinging to you through the, through the rest of that, man. You know? yeah, that's, my, that's my answer. That's it. Sean, what was your answer then? Yes, yeah, um, rather swim through 300 meters of shit or dead bodies. Well, I guess since I have to choose, which is you do a World War X kind of mentality. <laughs> um, I guess the I guess the the dead bodies because I can kind of climb over them. Um, I won't have to necessarily. I can't really swim through them. Um, yeah, I would I would say that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you know, I'm I'm not a strong swimmer. I'm not a strong swimmer. <laughs> so as Carrie, as you mentioned, you'd, you'd swim through 300 meters of crap. All I thought to myself was imagine me almost drowning in shit because I'm not a good swimmer. So I'm going to go with the dead bodies. It, it requires, like Sean said, a little bit more of a climbing, pulling method. They're yeah. dead already. They're not going anywhere. You know, if the worst part would be if one of these bodies grabbed me and pulled me in. Now we have, <laughs> we have a whole nother problem. Um, <laughs> Thank you for your. Uh, we're not editing. We're not editing any of this. Oh part. my gosh! I can't so. believe that. That was awesome, uh, Carrie. Thank you so much for being on our podcast today. <laughs> that, that, that's oh. how we're going to end things. Grateful for the opportunities. Thank you, Nelson, Sean, for for you know the, again the opportunity to share and be a part of something. And uh, yeah, I loved it. Thank you. Really quick, where can people find you? Yeah, well, aside from showing up at my doorstep in Alberta, Canada, you can uh, go to the, my website is uh, carrykish.com. So C-A-R-Y-K-I-S-H.com. And I'm on uh, like Instagram and Facebook and socials. At, uh, it's at carrykishcoaching. Awesome, man. I, I really do appreciate your time today and very grateful for you coming on and, and sharing your stories. It's really resonated with me and I hope other dads out there have have benefited from it, if not today, sometime in the future, as this will always be available on our eight and ish, eight, nine, eight episode. Probably eight. Probably. Episode number. I go, 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 go. <laughs> so we get to post yours twice in a row. And it'll be appropriate for both times. Uh, yeah, Carrie, honestly, this was such a fun opportunity to get to know you a bit, your parenting styles. I mean, you gave some 
some great tips and, and things that you've gone through, which I believe will resonate not just with Sean and myself, but with many other listeners. So we appreciate you. And you are once again, our first international guest. So you get to hold that crown forever. When we have a sponsor, we'll get you a plaque made, but we can't afford that right now. Doing that yeah. <laughs> no, you'll get an email from us. That's about it. Looking forward to it. Looking forward to it. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thanks again, Carrie, for your time today. And everyone listening, please subscribe so you can hear future episodes. Sought out or seek out, sorry, uh, Carrie's advice. He's a great guy. And until next time, I am Sean Pace. And with my co-host, Nelson Osorio, have a great day. And we'll talk to you guys soon.